You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Right. I really wanted to come into this podcast a lot angrier. I still think I that, was ready to like come in guns blazing, so pissed. I still think that there was a lot of self-inflicted stupidity. Welcome to the Touchlines and Touchdowns podcast, the world's first and therefore greatest football football mashup podcast. I'm your host, Asa Smith, here with you to talk about Greg Berhalter's decision-making in starting lineups and also substitutions, as well as the opening, the grand opening of the NFL football season that starts by the time you're listening to this tonight. So we have uh, our good friends, Ben and Kevin, on with co-host Greg to talk about the America-Honduras game. And then we have our good friend Nick on with Greg to discuss uh, all sorts of NFL fun stuff. So this uh, episode is brought to you by the Anchor app as well as the Smith Workforce Management Group. For all of your employment law and HR business needs, check out the Smith Workforce Management Group at smithworkforce.com. Let's get right into it with the soccer folks. How's it going, coach? I'm tired. Uh, at least, at least I'm tired and in a good mood, not tired and pissed off. I mean, it's it's the little things, like uh, you know, bringing in the right subs after not starting the right folks. Oh my god! Uh, <laughs> amazing how the entire game flips when you make substitutions at halftime instead of at the 83rd minute. Instead of just throwing out whatever fucking. Uh, what did he, did he throw darts at a board this morning? I was like, oh yeah, we're gonna run a five, whatever the fuck it was. What was it? Five, two one two, <laughs> two one two. Yeah, okay, it's not even what I was gonna say. A five two three. That wasn't right. Yeah, I what whatever. <laughs> Four uh, one. My boy Sebastian got some uh, vindication. He played really well. Yeah, because he had he got to play with no fear. What's the worst that can happen? Is that he like was worse than Christian Pulisic? No. How I I don't even so so this is this is a little bit of production meeting notes here. Um, you're allowed to pick your own name in our recording app. I it's don't know. Kevin. Who just it's, is it Kevin? Oh, it's Kevin. Oh, yeah. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> he made that complaint like four times tonight. That's fair. I mean, when you start the the his his username for for this chat is too many center backs because we started with four, right? Well, and also you don't want that many center backs. You want more right backs. Uh, we played with zero right backs for majority of this game. We we had a champ, one of the better defensive midfielders in the Bundesliga, a Champions League starting six filled in at right back for us for most of tonight. Special surprise, Ben. Up at 1 a.m. Oh, my goodness. My students are definitely going to see tired Mr. Harold in the morning. Don't even uh, – I don't know what you had on the lesson plan tomorrow, but don't do not do that. You just, <laughs> you know, find like, a, find like a tight cut of the highlights of the game and then just start, you know, 
show that to the kids and then start formulating your uh, your your talking points for the blog. Well I, well, I am a science teacher, so Bill Nye is always on, is always on the table. Well, no, 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 hold on. We can we can we can scientific method this hypothesis. <laughs> Greg Berhalter doesn't know how to make starter uh, starting lineup decisions. Oh, let's let's see if we can prove it. I, I mean. <laughs> Are we mad at him? Are we happy with him? Oh, I'm still mad. I'm not. I'm not. I'm, <laughs> I'm not backing down from that. My voice is jovial because we've just like stepped back from the abyss. We're on five points with a nice goal differential. Blah 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 blah. No, I'm still very upset with the way that this window went. Well, I think I think the thing is is that like, and and I said this previously, um, we needed five points. It would have been nice to get seven. Um, we got five points. Like I said, we stepped back from the abyss, but it still it feels like missed opportunities and a lot of worst case scenarios played out. I mean, yeah, this was like a, a bloodbath. Like so many guys are down. Then are they going to be ready for October? <laughs> Put them on ice, and they'll come back in October ready to go. The, yeah, club just call up Dortmund. Just call up Dortmund and tell them you're not allowed to use Geo until October. Well, sh- shit, you might call up Dortmund and be like, "Hey, is Leonard Maloney there?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Joe. no. What are we gonna do? What are we gonna do? Feud with the entire uh, European soccer leagues, like Brazil's trying to do now? That's pretty funny, actually. I, one thing that was encouraging after smartly Tyler Adams was moved centrally. Go figure. Um, he looked spry and ready for the fight in like the 88th minute. And I, as long as his back back stays healthy, like God bless that kid's legs. Man, to be twenty-two again, like can I, I can't <laughs> yeah. imagine yeah. having that and, much energy. And also, as a science teacher, so far out uh, on the the bell curve of distribution oh, from yes. a from a endurance standpoint, he's oh, not a twenty-two-year-old. He's like a twenty-two-year-old, you know, marvel of of yeah. human building. The way that I thought that you could say Marvel went. superhero. Sure. Uh, after the last two games, I felt so poorly for him. And then tonight they're like, he's going to play right back. I'm like, oh, that's good. They don't run at all. <laughs> right. Oh, my God. Uh, just just speaking of Marvel superheroes for a second, um, because I assume that they're going to be part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe at some point in the near future because Disney is evil. But let's talk about Jedi. Um, first, <laughs> first, standing reverse gainer. We do have a diver on the pod. Stumpy, explain how hard that is. <laughs> that was uh, – I hurt my back just watching that. Uh, phenomenal, phenomenal ability to uh, to celebrate that goal. That is um, so athletic, I it, can't even like put it into words. Elite those, athleticism. Those yeah. celebrations are awesome, but they always are like, what if you blow out your knee? Who? Like, uh, Bill, Bill Grammatica. Yes, yeah. I was about to say Grammatica. Exactly <laughs> right. So, like, I guess it all worked out, but still a little nervous. No, his knees. The the joint you have to worry about is his ankle. The ankle, because if you catch it funny, that'll that'll. What were the odds a U.S. men's national player would get hurt though? Yeah, <laughs> especially in this window, probably like seventy five percent. Um, but but it, it, like so so we'll we'll talk about the starters in a second. We'll go back to it, but like as as much as you you have you you shit on Greg Berhalter's tactics and this and that, like. John Calipari has bad tactics, but he's really, really good at recruiting. Um, and Burhalter's sort of good at recruiting because if Ricardo Pepe was playing for Mexico, who knows? Mexico, he was... Mexico's on nine points right now, and we're on two. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I, I think that that was. I mean, Pepe Pepe played awesome, and I've like you know I'll I'll take this on the chin. I've said like a lot about there's benefits to adults and and people who have been there. And um, uh, there, there's a, a blogger for, for the Michigan State blog, The Only Colors, who tweeted out, like, Ricardo Pepe is too young to understand that he should be scared. Yeah, Pepe wanted all of that smoke. Yeah, and that's what it was. He wanted, he wanted to take on the entire country of Honduras. Um, well, and, I thought and, about this whole experience thing, too. And, like, I'm sorry, my best reference point is school. And there are, like, there are 45, 50, 60-year-old teachers that have tons of experience and are terrible teachers. I don't really want. I don't really want them teaching my children. Whereas, like sometimes there's kids fresh out of college that first year that do great. So I right. just want people that are good if, <laughs> because hey, they're not you, beaten you, down by the system yet. Well, right. no. It, hey, if you're if you're good enough, you're old enough. That's the rule yes. in sports. No, it, Kevin. No, there watch is, it. Watch it. I said in sports. <laughs> <laughs> there's. 
there's a a physical barrier i think for like the nfl which is you know it takes contact sports to like a whole different place where yes okay there's like a physical maturity level that's required to not get your body ripped in half but soccer generally is played in space and like very very acute moments of physical contact and if you're smart with your brain and you have the skills to do so like you can you can make your way through that learning curve at a very young age well and yeah. experience for us is like you really want the guys who experienced failing to qualify like yeah. do, you, do you, you know want... like there's there's got to be somebody who can show where like the good copy machine is in honduras or as, whatever, like, as, as much know, as i the athletic equivalent is for the soccer players I didn't want James Sands in the middle, but I did not want Michael Bradley in the middle either. You know? <laughs> well, I was going to say, like, what's the experience? What's the experience we're asking for here, too? Like nine caps four years ago? <laughs> like, sure. <laughs> well, I like I, th- I think like for me, what it was is, is that it's like experience is useful in certain situations, like not being scared of the moment. And there are certain players who get overwhelmed by it. But like, I think Ricardo Pepe might have the Matthew Hoppy gene. Which that's what I'm calling it now, where it's like just complete unearned confidence. <laughs> and like, look, like Pepe scores goals for FC Dallas. Cool. Nobody cares. Um, but like Kevin he, cares. Kevin cares. Well, um, if they're against the Rapids, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're, we'll, I didn't we'll think talk I was about... going to work one of those in tonight, but here we are. Here we are. <laughs> um, but Pepe, Pepe, like he was just ready for the moment. You know, like there, there was no fear. There was no, there was no intimidation. His eyes didn't get wide. He was just ready for it. If you and could I think, unironically rock a cowboy hat, I, I'm good with you as my starting striker. Hell yeah, America, Hold on, baby. Hold on, I need, I need to think this through. Wait, unironically uh, rocking a cowboy hat before like officially committing to the U.S. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty cool. <laughs> if you think that that you know the folks south of the border don't also wear cowboy hats, I think you're. You need to move out to uh, Colorado here, son. I'll show you how uh, we do it sir, sir, I have been to Mexico City, and I have worn a cowboy hat, and they called me a coyote. <laughs> uh, coyote gringo. And I know what that means. Yeah. Do you have a bolo tie on, by chance? I did not. No, I, <laughs> I, had, a very deep v, I had a very deep V to show off all the chest hair. Oh, good. good, I, good see, good. But you, you should have combined the bolo with the deep V. Like, like you know really like draw attention to it why would i at that point let's just take off the shirt and just wear the bolo i mean that's fine too (laughs) yeah plus plus one for that (laughs) um so okay so so let's let's go through this game and all of its stupidity um i do want to admit to our listeners i uh i had to catch up by halftime because uh i had other things going on today so i didn't watch the first half live i just was getting uh a whole bunch of text messages all at once and this chat uh was not happy uh, I, I I believe someone I won't name names unless they want to out themselves said leave Greg in Honduras. That was me. I'm okay with it. <laughs> um, but so we we started with Matt Turner because obviously uh, we had four center backs. I don't really know how they were aligned because I don't think they knew how they were aligned. Um, that John lineup Brooks. was some Klinsman stuff. Yes. Oh, yeah, that was God. weird. Do you remember, like, Klinsman's lineup? There was not even any point in trying to predict them because you're just like, what was this? Yep. Like, that's what it felt like. The, the, nothing made sense. Yes, we're all very happy and jovial right now because we just got three points in Honduras and, like, you know, the, the world moves on. Everything is still to play for. Happy times. But that starting lineup was atrocious. And it's not like I get it that he only called in four midfielders for this cycle. And the thought was Reyna and Aronson could both play centrally. Wea goes down. Reyna has to, you know, go back to Dortmund as well because of his hamstring. And I was had in the pit of my stomach that also James Sands was going to be one of those options. Um, he was. I, I didn't envision it in a three man back line where you would have had literally four cent like when that when that graphic first dropped from the US like soccer Twitter and I'm like reading down I'm like I'm like wait a minute I'm like I don't have that many center backs like what are we right. like I'm like oh we're, we're just trying to back. Like, configure them in a way that makes sense and nothing yeah. really looks right. And it dawned on me that we were to be playing with a double pivot with a center back um poor especially when poor. you have people like Christian Roldan and for as much hate as legit gets 
A, he he had two very key passes for two scoring opportunities tonight. And a goal. And a goal. And a, well, yeah. I mean, yeah, but I, that was like a 4-1 goal. We'll give him credit for it because all of them count. But yeah, goal, goal, goal differential matters, thing, man. Yeah. When, like, but when you have those two individuals, you have the Swiss Army, and Chris Roldan's like, again, he's steel. Legit knows the position. Like, why are we playing Sands in the middle and then being like, oh, well, we also have Yadlin, who's like a fit, willing, and able right back, who really skews wing back the way he likes to attack. No, we're going to take arguably maybe the most important player in our entire pool. We're not going to play him in the middle. We're going to make him run up and down the sidelines and do God knows what. Um, bizarre. Never mind. My- Sorry. No, no. My, my favorite part about this was that the reason why Yedlin conceived, like, conceptually was unavailable was because in game one he started be- so that Serginio Dest could play out of position uh, while Jedi Robinson sat on the bench. Who is now our left back written in ink for the foreseeable future. Forever. I don't want to hear any other arguments. I, I don't know how we don't play with him on the left as either a wing back or even in like a 4-3-3. There's no argument against it. No, left back, left wing back. He's the dude. Yeah. He's the dude. I'm not sold on us being a three-man back line. <sighs> Miles Robinson, because I think. Because it doesn't work. Well, I, I think Miles Robinson, as an outside of, you know, that three-man parent, he absolutely can do the job. I think he says uh, he, he plays balls well enough, and he's clearly athletic enough, and he, he can defend in space well enough to do it. The struggle is figuring out who the other guy is. And then the the logical conclusion is John Brooks goes in the middle and man, he keeps on getting beat in very key moments. And I feel like his passing is not outweighing that. And I'm a John Brooks stan and I don't know how I can keep justifying him being in the starting lineup at this point. And if Brooks doesn't start, we don't need three center backs on the field. So yeah, I don't know if you're going to have to keep justifying that for a little bit. Uh, Brooks, you might be getting a little bit of a mini vacation here. Yeah. I, I don't know how serious anybody should take my opinions at the moment because I was mostly rage scrolling Twitter during this game <laughs> instead of like flat out watching it. Fair. But like John Brooks has played two games and more or less been on the hook for the two goals we've given yes. up, right? Correct. Yep. So that's less than ideal. And his <laughs> not great. It, his his brand is he passes the ball very well. Yes, he's good in the air. And he has pedigree. He obviously plays week in, week out at a very high level. But it's just not translating right now. I don't I don't know what else to say. Yeah. I mean, I think the, the fact of the matter Yeah, the fact of the matter is with John Brooks is that um if if we if you play with the margin of error that Greg Burhalter apparently <laughs> wants to play with, like you, you can't have someone as limited defensively as he is at center back. Well, like it's, and it's not like he got done by Diego Lina as like, you know, just no. being tricky. He just lost a guy. Yeah. Twice. This wasn't Alfonso Davies like scorching up the side and right. he had to like slide over. I agree. It, it's been it's, two like yeah. mental lapses almost. Yeah. I mean, I could forgive him if it like, you know, if somebody tells you to cover that guy and you're not as fast as him at some point, you're like, well, that's just what it is. But if you're just not, you know, not tuned in and a guy gets behind you, then I don't know. Maybe somebody else needs to play there that doesn't do that. I st- I'll, I refuse to believe that this U.S. national team will ever not be up to the task in this region from like a physicality and athleticism standpoint. Like it's just say what you want about if we can actually kick a ball or not. But, it's, it's but you should be able to run with everyone that you – I mean, all right, Mexico has some like legit speed on the wings and Canada is coming out of nowhere with like absolute monsters. But – like they should be able to run and compete with everyone. Like you should not be losing games because oh, I couldn't track a runner through the box. Like absolutely, yeah. you can. Like open what is your going hips on? and run. What is going on with Canada? They have basketball players now. They have rappers. We're starting to get soccer players. Like what is this? Hold on, hold on. Is is the is the is the is the is the hypothesis here that Drake is a rapper? Well. I don't know. He at least started. Let's not, let's not open that can of worms well, with him right hey, now. I, <laughs> hey, I, I'm, I don't want to, but I'm going to put Drake in the same category as Kanye. 
I don't care what he does today. Just think about 2009, baby. Okay, 2010. <laughs> Just think. I've already, ha- I've already had to read. He already went on a rant on uh, group text this week. I don't need this again. It's and obviously what Canada is doing is they're just they're pulling the uh, the happy the happy Gilmore. Everybody is a failed hockey player, and it's like, listen, it's a lot easier to run than it is to skate. So let's try that, <laughs> and it's working. Uh, at least, at least at some level. Um, so, so the, 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 the lineup decisions were, um, curious and then they bore out in that first half by, uh, America looking bad. Yes. Well, the, the other big miss in my opinion is Sergeant on the wing. When you have two natural wingers on the bench and neither of them have been ground, you know, beaten to the ground, they both were ready to go out and run. I don't care if yeah. De La Fuente is a left winger. He's a better right winger than Josh Sargent, who's a striker who can't score. I have defended Josh Sargent on this pod even for some time now. Same. I think I might be done defending him. Yep. <laughs> Big it moment. was rough. Yeah. I mean, look, like the fact of the matter is, is that if you're a striker and, and I think I, you know, we've all said this at some point, like at, at a certain point, if you're a striker who can't score, you, you, you can't play. Well, and if you're not scoring, but the wingers are playing off you and other people are scoring, then okay, maybe I can make a, you know, make like a Emil Heskey argument for you. Or like but, a R- Roberto Firmino. Well, whatever. But like, <laughs> Emil Heskey's a little dated, I suppose. But... I'm, 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 just, I'm, I'm trying to give it to the younger fans. But, yeah, how old have uh, you been? <laughs> 40. Leave me alone. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna be tired and grumpy in the morning. But it's, it's not like we're scoring. It's not like our, not like our wingers are scoring three goals a game. We're just not scoring. So at some point, somebody's got to. Right. It's and 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 it's either going to be you know our wingers, which it's not been, or it's going to be our center forward, which is apparently Ricardo Pepe. Apparently. Uh, and, hey, am I wrong? Did are all of our goals open play tonight? All of the goals were yes. open play tonight. Yes. Wow. No set pieces. No. Yeah. Playing like a like an adult team. Uh. So anyway, so so going forward, the like, I don't really want to do like a full window take uh takeaway here because uh it's three a.m. for some some people, but what? It's not three a.m. It's almost one a.m. Um, time zones. Time zones are hard. <laughs> Um, but I, I think like, just like to, to, to put a bow on this, the, the goals tonight were open play and they had to do with subs. Each of the goals either was from a sub or assisted by a sub. So Pepe got Pepe's goal was courtesy of Deandre Yedlin. The rest of them were people who were substituted on what, what, what is the problem here in, 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 in getting the right people on the field? Was it just that, like, we didn't have enough right backs, which is ironic on so many levels, <laughs> that, that Yedlin couldn't play? Like, was it that, like, Bellow, you need to keep him engaged for reasons that are unclear to me? Like, what what was the theory here? And that's, like, that's what, what, what like, my question is. Because I am in a good mood. Like, I, I'm, a, I'm a results-based fan here, and we won, so I don't care. Um, but there is I mean, something to be said. My my only thinking is like maybe try to get some guys a rest so that you can put them on and have them fresh. And if you need to win it late, you can win it late. That's what I was going to say. That's my only, my only reasonable sounding theory to myself, at least. I think Greg was playing uh, like 4D chess. He was trying to save certain guys' legs and being like, whoa, well, let's see if we can get away without needing them, which, you know, after you tie the first two games, this is not the time to be trying that. Like we should have tried that against El Salvador, and then we did. To... So it's a well, bold st- strategy. Like go on the road with a packed house. Like let's go down one nothing in the first half. We'll we'll we'll, we'll grit it out late, but you know we're not going to come with our best to start. Um, I don't know. We don't we don't have that luxury. <laughs> So well, no. I'm trying to think, how many good chances did Honduras have? They had the one header in the second half that got saved. They had the goal. They, they had they the have one any where other good ones after that. They had the those? one where where Turner tripped. Yeah, well, that was but he missed the net. That wasn't on on target. Like Turner tripped, 
but it ended up not mattering because whoever I don't know who shot it, uh, but put it wide like wide right. Yeah, I guess I guess that like seemed like a scary chance, but it seemed like a much it's and Kevin and I talked about this in the group chat. It seemed like a much scarier chance because you know you saw Turner go down and like everybody immediately in the slow mo was like, oh <laughs> no, okay. <laughs> When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. <laughs> um so so i think i think uh you know heroes tonight you know the subs and peppy is that fair two goals um, and a, or two assists and a goal yeah i'd say that's pretty good and he almost had another goal yeah um yeah, he got the uh, the kobe assist which is kobe assist. <laughs> uh, um i actually you know i i do want to give flowers to, to mark mckenzie a lot of people were were sort of down on him because of the mistakes in the mexico game and they were loud um, but I thought that every single time there, you know, like Honduras had this, w- was trying to play, uh, up the, up the right wing, you know, where, where Robinson and Bello had vacated. Um, and I felt like McKenzie was always like up to the task, um, which, you know, is, is like sort of the bare fucking minimum here, but, uh, you know, he was able to get the ball out of bounds, reset everything pretty well, which I, I was impressed with. Um, Sebastian Legette played well, you know. Twitter can suck it. Um, you, are you are you on Twitter right now? Because literally, there um, a Doyle tweet: legit haters in the mud, covered in their own filth. <laughs> Accurate. He, Kevin, how are you on Twitter? I thought you don't believe in the internet. Oh, I still read Twitter. <laughs> I, I I have no words. I have no words for that. Um, <laughs> also, so while we're while we're at it, let's just like, wait. You can read Twitter without an account. Let's spice up the podcast with the fact that What's your account? <laughs> Just ignoring the question completely. Came into this window asking who would start next to John Brooks, leaving the window asking who will start next to Miles Robinson. Accurate. That's, that's a good take, Stu Holden. Yes. Um, uh, so I mean, what is with I, I, Zimmerman? Is Zimmerman not actually healthy or what? Zimmerman you know, should be playing. He didn't get yeah, a minute, he must, right? He must still be hurt. He must. I mean, he, must he has looked dangerous enough in his appearances as far as being able to split lines and play forward passes to to merit a look, given <laughs> well, his like open field athleticism relative to John Brooks. I know we. I know we score four. I know we scored four goals tonight, but we are so crappy at scoring. We just got to put out our best defensive lineup. <laughs> Because <laughs> like, if we give up a goal, it's trouble. Well, like that was that was the thing, I, and I said it in the chat. You know, like we were talking about, like oh, like when we were going to record because it's so late, blah blah blah. Um, and I said, like, okay, we'll record when the game's done. Either when you know when the either when it's you know the proverbial double zeros, or when Honduras gets the second goal because we're not scoring more than two or more than one, and then we scored four. But I like if it feels like this team might have like some like front runner to it. Like yeah. they can get goals when they've gotten goals. Yeah, yes. like uh, a garbage time hero. Yeah, type stuff. Well, it's not even that. I mean, it, it's just like football, and I feel like college football in particular is very susceptible to like game state. Yeah, I was about to say, Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins, come on down. <laughs> sure. I mean, uh, it was Canada. Miles Robinson missed like a, a a wide open header against Canada in minute five. He buried all right, assuming that the rest of that half and really the game kind of plays out the way that it does with the US like dominate they could have beaten Canada three to nothing if he'd found that first goal. Yeah, maybe. But instead, <laughs> no, I Game State's funky, man. I mean especially I get it, in international but... soccer. It, when people get up or down on themselves, like you don't have this like well drilled like club methodology to fall back on. It's very streaky, in my opinion, compared to, to club. Like, if Man City goes down a goal early, it's like, well, hell yeah, they're going to come back and beat, like, Watford. Like, of course they are. 
Wait, hold on. In, in this in this analogy, is America Watford or Manchester City? <laughs> Which one do you... Both of those. Uh, I'm not sure, but but the point being that like, <laughs> in club football, you can go down early, and there's like a familiar familiarity, and like you understand the system of like how to get back into the game. Whereas so much of international soccer just falls into like nah. it's it's momentum <laughs> and like grit. I don't know. Like, do you really think that these international coaches have these like complex systems? Most of them play like pretty vanilla formations and like concepts and they're just like, let their guys go. Like France wins because they're France, not yeah, because right. they have some like crazy idea uh, about how to play the game. And they've like, you know, put this system in place. I, I feel like I'm hundred percent serious though. In that, I I don't know. I may try to start like some sort of online campaign to uh, get Greg Berhalter to hire an offensive coordinator. I don't uh, know so- who it is, but like you know, and uh, remember the Titans when uh, he's getting like his butt kicked by that one team towards the end. He's like, "I need your help, coach." I feel like Berhalter needs to uh, admit he needs some help and bring in somebody to help him help him coach offense. Was was the, was the response? Uh, remind me because because remember the Titans is an important movie. Was the response to that to just blitz a lot? Uh, we will blitz all night. I believe was the uh, yeah. Okay. No, no, that's that's when uh, that's when the 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 referee is cheating. But yeah, that's a different uh, game. Right, yeah. yeah, this is like the the playoff game oh, towards the end when they're playing wait, the was, team. It's like playing shotgun. Yeah, was this P- PD at DB? No, oh, that was like the second game. Yeah, he was getting he was a defensive liability. Let's be honest. So I, I may have rabbit trailed us here. <laughs> so was Ryan Gosling. <laughs> Ryan, Ryan, Ryan Gosling was the defensive liability. And, but see, you know what? As angelic it, as his face was, that man could not cover anybody. Hold on, I have a problem with this. It's not. <laughs> why would you put Ryan Gosling in man coverage? You you have you have to be you have to be playing in in a zone shell with with Ryan Gosling, and the fact that they put him in man coverage was it was was. Was a a travesty of coaching. Well, yeah, I, feel coaching like Denzel, practice. I feel like Denzel's adjustment was essentially to play like the high school version of Dime. So we're way off track. We're way off target here now. <laughs> so Josh Sargent is a right winger to start the game. What do you think about that? <laughs> How you doing, Coach? I'm doing great today, Coach. Do you know why I'm doing great? Tell me. Because I get to make podcasts with my friends using the Anchor app. It, and, well, you know, I, I get why that makes you happy, but certainly you have to pay for the Anchor app. You know, you'd be surprised to find out? Completely free. Completely free. But they say nothing is free. Well, apparently podcasting with your friends can be through the Anchor app. Wow. Well, you know, I'm, I'm sure that it's like... You got to have some like super complicated studio or editing software, right? You know, I can't say that confidently, but since you're the one that edits all of our podcasts, I'm fairly confident any moron can do it. Well, you know, any, any moron can do it because again, I do it. Now that doesn't mean that you can edit well. You can, I can, I don't really know how to edit, but you can do it through the Anchor app. It supposedly makes it easy you're just not that good at it it's all right and we when we say you we mean the royal you listener not just you asa uh or but, you greg right uh and not just you greg you greg but you greg greg Burt. who who i assume listens does do, do we have confirmation that greg Burhalter listens to the podcast we have confirmation that a greg listens to the podcast why do we need the second one i mean you certainly don't need an extra g no, that's just right. that's incredibly wrong. Um, but you know, people listen to our our podcast, and they they listen to it all over the place. So, does that happen by magic? It it might. I don't know how we got a Czech Republic listener. <laughs> well, I think it's because the Anchor app distributes via Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It does. It's very easy to find. I've been able to find it on at least two of those services. And, you know, isn't that what the whole point is? Spotify, Apple, Google. Our what more do you need than those three? Right, our tech overlords have made it clear that that's what you need. So that's what you need. What, what do you want? Um, so here's, here's probably the biggest question. Um, it is well established that you get pray, paid in breakfast tacos. Yes. Um, but 
If somebody wanted to be paid in perhaps fiat currency, such as dollars or pesos, could they do that through the Anchor app? I don't personally understand why they would choose to do that. But yes, the Anchor app is willing to pay you in fiat currency instead of breakfast tacos, if you are so inclined. We're, we're, we're just saying that if you wanted to trade your podcasting voice for fiat currency that would then be used to buy breakfast tacos, you could do that. That's your choice. Your uh, ideas intrigue me, and I would like to sub- subscribe to your podcast. And I can do so using Google, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify. Just go to Touchlines and Touchdowns and click that little foul button, and you'll hear from us twice a week, every week. Every week. Um, so it sounds like this podcast, which is very professionally done, is all done in one place through the Anchor app. It sure is, which makes bridging our four different time zones a hell of a lot easier. Sure does. So, do, do you want to do you want to do the call to action, or do you want me to do the call to action? Be my guest. <laughs> this is a professional podcast. So, dear for listeners and friends, download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor.fm to get started. Uh, do not put anchorf.fm slash TLS underscore N underscore TDS um, because we don't get anything from it. So just go straight to anchor.fm or download the free Anchor app so you too can trade fiat currency for breakfast tacos. That's really the dream. How you doing, coach? I'm doing well. How are you doing? Oh, I can't complain. Just uh, excited about the uh, NFL football that is going to be happening uh, tonight by the time that this uh, this drops. That's a very exciting time. It's 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 always weird because like college football happens a week or two in advance. And so like our, our, our football brains are already there. But now we have to like get reinvigorated for the quote start of a season that has course kind of been going for like three weeks because of preseason yeah i don't i don't like the fact that uh we don't start both of them on the same weekend for some reason i get why we don't but i feel like it would just make everything a lot easier yeah i mean labor day is like a super convenient weekend to start things and and college football's like unofficial start has always been labor day weekend um there's always like week zero stupidity which i love but you know we Right. But that's that's sort of how we do it. But um, so I think I think we should first start off by uh, by mentioning that the uh, the official touchline fracas fantasy football league has also drafted. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> number one overall pick. Derek Henry. Derek Henry yeah, it was weird. <laughs> it was weird. Uh, it, it, it'll, it's it's going to be a fun thing. So so for those of you who don't know, um, we have. Uh, a fantasy football league. We, we promoted it a little bit with a whole bunch of people from uh, England because our, our friends over at the Touchline Fracas uh, podcast that we have nothing to do with at current juncture. Um, that was wanted, foreboding. Right. Uh, uh, ha- wanted to get a fantasy football league going. So we, we got that going. And um, it's it's interesting to do this because at least you know, you and me, we, we're in uh, a fantasy football league together for, for what, 10 years now? At least. Um, and like, like everybody sort of understands who everybody is. And then in this league, it's like people who have never played before. So it's, it'll be, it'll be an interesting thing. We'll, we'll make sure to keep everybody updated here. Um, as of now, the ESPN projections have, uh, Stumpy winning and me coming in second and Angus coming in seventh, which really, really says everything you need to know. Yeah, that was really funny. Uh, (laughs) shout out to Tommy who really did commit to the zero RB thing. I believe his first running back selected was Josh Jacobs. And what I he has Josh Jacobs and somebody and James White are the only two <laughs> running backs on his roster. But he has three <laughs> tight ends rostered. I mean the thing is is that he he actually is taking uh like like a a, a tactically football way of looking at this because like look like we can we can find a running back down the road but tight ends man tight tight ends are where it's at. Well, he also took like two of them like back to back, right? Because I think he had, I think he took, uh, or no, he got Kittle and and Pitts. Yeah, which is like, those are two of what probably the projected top six. Yeah, I think that was that would be number three and number four. 
Nice. Nice. I took Kelsey round one, though, so I can't talk shit. I mean, that makes sense. That's something that's been happening in drafts this year. <laughs> I think I took Darren Waller in the second or third. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, so so stay tuned to, uh, to to the Thursday edition of the pod. We'll, we'll be talking about it, I'm sure. Um, but in actual football uh, action tonight, that we we get the the game, the game, the kickoff game, which includes the defending Super Bowl champions, which makes sense, the the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and the Dallas Cowboys, which doesn't make sense because they suck. Yeah, and it's uh, Dak coming off the, you know, the destroying of his ankle. Yeah, demolition I, was the word I was looking for. Demolition of his ankle. Yeah, I mean, he, the, people are talking. He, he, you know, has obviously come out and said all the right things. Oh, p- perfectly healthy, no problems. But um, it's difficult to come back from 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 that type of injury, especially when you're a quasi dual threat. You know, Dak has never been like a, a super willing runner, but he does have that in his bag. Um, so so that that'll be an interesting thing. But Tom Brady con- continues his. Uh, I, I don't even want to say it's immortality because he's he, he's just like the type of, of athlete who could extend his career in this way, right? Like David Wells could pitch forever because his, his pitching was never based on athleticism. Right. And Tom Brady's 5.240 says that his, his success has nothing to do with athleticism. Right. It has to do with not eating strawberries. Uh, right. And uh, also, uh, jet, I, like... I don't want to say that he's an anti-vaxxer because he's competitive enough, competitive enough to see it as an, an advantage. But like, you remember those stories that, that they all came out around like two or three years ago, like his personal trainers and nut. Yes. So, uh, That's, so yeah. that was longer ago than you think it was at this point. I, my, my brain, uh, as it relates to Tom Brady is so messed up. Like if you asked me what year he had Randy Moss, I would be like, Oh, like three, four years ago. And it was a decade ago. It was it was fourteen years ago, I think. It wasn't that the two thousand seven season. Uh, yeah. I mean, it could have been. You see, even that, <laughs> like, even there in my brain, I'm I'm off on it. Well, because you've got what now twenty one years to pull from, and well, I guess twenty because he missed everything Matt- except a quarter of the two thousand eight season. The Matt Castle year, right? Um, where Bill Belichick made Matt Castle a multimillionaire. Yeah, like good on. I, I feel like the entire Castle clan owes Bill Belichick a Christmas card every year. Like, Probably. Thank you for the generational wealth. Sorry <laughs> about, or, or thank you for the general generational wealth. Um, we forgive you for making us live in Kansas City. Yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> um, so, so that's the the big game. What 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 do you think? Do do we have a line on that game at this point? Uh, I've been looking for those and i haven't seen any lines yet which seems weird yeah like i i assume that there would be a line i'm sure i'm sure we can find it but who who do you who do you got in that game tampa (laughs) oh uh here we go espn has i don't know who they're stealing this from but they have it at uh seven and a half for in tampa's favor yeah i'm seeing seven and a half so see that that becomes interesting do you do you take tampa seven and a half so I would normally, yes, but I want to kind of stay away from that game just because I need to see what level Dak's, you know, ankle is repaired to before I really trust him. Because last year, uh, Dallas's defense stunk something really, really bad. So once Dak went down, it was pretty easy to pick against Dallas. But if Dak is, you know, back to what Dak was doing, Dak was on his way to having one of the best statistical quarterback seasons of all time last year. So it's kind of hard to, if Dak's healthy, I think those lines are going to start shrinking more and more, even if the other team is always favored. But, uh, you know, if he's shaky at all, we can start seeing those lines balloon to, you know, definitely above a touchdown, but could start looking like double digits. Yeah. And I think so. And, and especially because this game is in Tampa, I, I think that seven and a half makes sense, but I also wouldn't touch this game. Like that, that, that line being, I'll tell you this, if it was six and a half, I would take Tampa, but that like on the other end of the magic number feels unsettling to me. Yeah. I think Tampa is going to be better than they were last year, just because uh, Brady had like a full year of everything of working out with his uh, entire offense without having to, you know, 
cheat and meet, yeah, cheat and meet his receivers at high schools <laughs> throughout the Tampa area, um, and 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 spend half the year recruiting a tight end. That and I mean, he only had AB for what like six games, and and then the playoffs, and AB looked like continually better as the year went along. And I think that I think I mentioned this in some of the group chats. I'm way higher on AB than I am on Mike Evans this year. Mike, Ev- I looked at this for a different league, but Mike Evans's touchdown percentage last year was incredibly elevated considering his like target share and his yards and his receptions and everything. So it kind of yeah, looks done. like yeah, we're done. With Mike Evans, we're done. Oh, it's over. Yeah. See, we canceled Mike Evans. Coach Nick on the line. Uh, done with Mike Evans. Uh, yeah. I, so- I, I- I drafted last night in a big league. I took Chris Godwin over DJ Moore, and I was kind of second-guessing myself just because it's so crowded there. Um, <clears throat> but what swung me is that the Buccaneers played the Jets in the championship week, so. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> you got See, you got to be looking down the road. Yeah, um, team, if my team gets there, then Godwin has a big game against the Jets. That could put me over the top. But also, I just think like Brady like didn't really know what he was doing the first half of the season um, yep. last year because he, yeah, he didn't even know the, the down count. Yeah, he didn't even know he didn't know the plays. He didn't know the playbook because um, it's a different different language. And um, I just think like Godwin in year two with Tom Brady, like, Godwin is like the perfect receiver to have with Brady. Guy guy who can play outside, plays a slot a bunch. Um, I mean, I'll just say this. I'll say this. What, what, what like Delta are you putting on Chris Godwin if he was playing with Tom Brady and he was white? Oh, if if Godwin looked Chris Hogan, he would be going in the first round. (laughs) Wes Welker Jr. Um, Well, Wes Welker is too small, but if he, but if he looked like Chris, if he had Chris Hogan's size. (laughs) <laughs> uh so so nick what what do you what were you thinking about uh tampa bay negative seven and a half oh i mean i mean you're already don't bet uh, like bet on next week's games don't even look at week one anymore like people have been betting these lines for months now like and there <laughs> no value to be had anymore like if you were gonna like I think if you had already bet on the Buccaneers, then you lucked out because Dallas has these offensive line injuries now. Um, so, like, I like if you can get if you can get Tampa Bay less than seven, then I like it. Yeah, that's basically what Asa said. Yeah, that's what I was saying. So the other, so so obviously, like, we can't go through every game every week with with this sort of in depth analysis that you rely on from us. But we are contractually obligated to mention uh, the next team that I need to talk about. It's the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yes. <laughs> so this is actually like you talk about like games that people have been betting for for a while, and there's no value to be gleaned from it. I think that there's value to be gleaned from this this one because I think that Houston is being wildly overvalued against Jacksonville. Yes, so it's Jacksonville at home, uh, giving giving three. They're not um, at home. They're playing in Houston. Oh, they're in Houston. Okay, sorry. Yeah, they're playing in Houston, giving three. And I don't know. I don't think Houston is going to play a game within 13 points this year. <laughs> Uh well they just named Tyrod Taylor as the starter. Assuming I said what I his, said. Uh, Excellent his... pronunciation uh, by Greg there. On <laughs> That's how he wants it to be pronounced, isn't it? Tyrod. Yeah, no, I, I was being. Uh... That wasn't even sarcasm. Yeah, oh, I'm not used to sincerity on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, if you see, if you had said Tyrod Taylor, then I would have said great pronunciation. I would have corrected you and said. Ty God and Taylor. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so assuming his lung remains unpunctured. Uh, he's, he's out of the place. <laughs> they can't hurt him anymore. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. Assuming Justin Herbert's lung remains unpunctured. <laughs> but no, we love, um, we love Jaguars in this game, don't we, folks? I we mean, certainly do. We do. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 have, I have a bet uh, already on the, the Texans under four wins. That seems safe. Yeah, yeah, I mean that should hit pretty easily, especially if they never play Deshaun, which they should not going to. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So sorry, sorry. I said they shouldn't, and they're not going to with like some measure of certainty that uh, things are are running in a 
even remotely uh, moral fashion, or ethical moral fashion, or ethical fashion. No, but, but it, I think... it has nothing to do with morals and ethics. He doesn't want to play for them. He wants to be traded. There's no scenario where he just starts playing quarterback for them. I wanted to I wanted to, to make a joke there, but I like I I can't because it's so disgusting. But uh I like I, I think that there's there's a, a scenario here in which Deshaun Watson plays, but only only because the team needs to to show him off to get him traded. Well, are you um, kidding me? Like they haven't watched him play for five years. He's not playing for the Texans again. I promise you, you that. You don't think so? I mean, if he's playing for the Texans again, why isn't he playing week one? Good point. Good uh, point. I mean, and why, you can't really pre- trade him until you practice? know what the... Yeah, I, it just makes no sense. I was like, you can't trade him until you know what the commissioner's office is going to do with him anyway. Why would, like, that rumor a couple weeks ago of Miami willing to trade two and three first-round draft picks is one of the dumbest things I've ever heard. Like, that, for all you know, you're trading for a guy that's going to spend the rest of his life in prison, like, the week after you trade for him. Why would you ever give up not just like assets, but good assets for that? Well, I loved I loved how the rumor included. Oh, there's going to be provisions in the trade that if anything happens, then you just reverse it. It's like, what is this? The dumbest fantasy league <laughs> clawback clauses. Yeah, I never, mean, never mind. Sorry. That's, um, like, that's like the fantasy league that we mentioned earlier, the, the one that Ace and I have been in for over a decade together. That's our college friends. We've had a kid who we do league veto for uh, trades. We've had a guy who has more than one time made a trade, accepted the trade, and then immediately texted the group saying, wait, I didn't mean to do that. Can you veto this? It has never been vetoed. No, we keep making him do it. It's funny. <laughs> um. So the the uh, obviously the the hometown hometown team, uh, Detroit Lions uh, at no home. you were no at yes. home yeah at home at home uh, getting seven and a half against San Francisco. Um, do we have they have they named Trey Lance the starting quarterback yet, or are we are we still going through the motions? Well, no. So he's hurt now. Oh, is he? He has he has a chip in his finger in his thumb or something. I don't know. <laughs> Sounds gross. Was it was it lanced? No, it that's wasn't. not how that works. <laughs> no, it wasn't These are mold. getting worse as the season goes along. Oh yeah, just just wait until championship week. Oh. <laughs> um, but so 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 what do you what do you what do you guys think about this this line? Lines getting seven and a half um, at home to a team that I mean is run heavy and and has a quarterback that starting that 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 has no faith. Um, and whose number one receiver is who? Brandon Ayuk, I guess George Kittle, but yeah, always bet against the Lions. I mean, it's, it's not Ever. a terrible theory. No, always. I mean, I mean, sure, the Lions are not going to win this game, but like Vegas, they want you to bet on the seven and a half, like that hook. I, I mean, you can definitely see a pathway where Vegas gets paid off. Lions only lose by seven. I think. This makes the 49ers an obvious team to throw in your teasers if you're doing those, so you can get yeah. the line down under a field goal. I mean, we have we have to like that. There's no way <clears throat> the Niners are going to lose this game to the Lions. So. There's yeah. also a ton of uh, like poison pool trap games on this on this schedule. I feel like. Well, go, go through the ones that you're that you're thinking about and then avoiding. I mean, I, honestly, I'm thinking about taking Tampa over Dallas. Uh, but, like, this is one of the ones where a bunch of good teams or, in theory, good teams are matched against other, in theory, good teams. And the bad teams are matched against, in theory, other bad teams. Like, I think the the largest, I'm going to guess without seeing the lines, the largest line is probably the Rams over Chicago. Well, that's uh, only that's, seven and a half, too. I mean, that's... Yeah. Okay, think- so that, so they're tied, but like a bunch of them are like, like the Chargers and and the Washington football team can both go either way. A bunch of these, the favorites are going to be the away team. Uh, like I would assume, Minnesota's the favorite. San Francisco's probably the favorite. Seattle's definitely the favorite. Yep. Uh, the Jets might be the favorite. I don't know. The Jets and Carolina both stink. Uh, the Jets are currently getting four and a half. 
right. Um, the Jets are real bad, dude. Yeah, so is Carolina. Jacksonville's the favorite. We already talked about that. Miami's probably the favorite. I'm going to guess Green Bay's the favorite. I'm going to guess Denver's the favorite. Like, these are all away teams. Yeah. Uh, Baltimore's definitely well, the so favorite the Green, over Vegas. The Green Bay game is, is now a neutral site. Oh, so there's there's probably value there. Oh, shit, yeah, they're playing in Jacksonville. That's the best, best football Jacksonville's going to see all year. hey it's uh, a great yeah, game. Because <laughs> when I want to get out of the way of a hurricane, I move to Jacksonville, Florida. Jesus. I didn't even consider that aspect of it. <laughs> um, so I, I guess the, 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 so, so the last game is, is we get uh, the opening, well, BYU and Arizona played there last night, but, or, or last weekend. Um, but Baltimore opens uh, their season against Las Vegas and Las Vegas' new stadium. Um, and Baltimore is getting four and a half. Are, are you concerned about uh, John Gruden opening up Allegiant Stadium with an embarrassing loss? Because I am. Yeah, I am last year. too. <laughs> yeah. I bet. I also bet on the, uh, <clears throat> on the Raiders under seven wins. I think John Gruden's a horrible coach and <laughs> a really tough schedule. So yeah, I, I, I don't disagree. Yeah, no, no disagreements there. Um, so I, I think that the 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 going into this season, you know, I think that there's not like we're we're it's it's weird because we're the NFL even last year the NFL pretended COVID wasn't a thing. Like Adam Schefter got out there every week and was like, "We've tested all the players and nobody has COVID." It's like, all, all right, Adam. Um, but but even with all of that, you know, like they're pretending very much so that that this season is is not under the specter of COVID and was, was it Zach Martin for the, for the Cowboys who, who came down with COVID? Yeah. Yeah. So like it, that, that still is a specter of this. And so I think, I think uh, it would not be a bad idea if you, if you were the betting type to take the under on Minnesota uh, win totals, because there's a, a non 0% chance that uh, their starting quarterback misses three games in a row. Yeah. That we see Callan Munn for a extended period of time. Yeah, nobody wants to do that. Not even Texas A and M wants to see Calamond again. Uh, so, so I, I think that that's that's sort of the uh, the, the high level summary here. But um, and and this will be like something we normally do, but this week it doesn't really make sense. But like the waiver wire, like who do we who do you want to look at to pick up who's probably available? So Nick, who do, who do you think like among players who are likely available in in, in a league? Like who who's the guy that you would pick up? Oh, you... God. Um... <laughs> um, uh, maybe like Ty Johnson on the on the Jets. Let's let's uh, pump his bags a little bit. So I, I I've been I've been looking at the Jets backfield. I think in in, in one of my leagues I have Carter and the in another I have Coleman. But that that backfield is super confusing. Like, well, do we... so I think it's getting less confusing. I think like. The um, the Jets are going to have a first time offense coordinator, first time play caller, and I think at least early in the season he's gonna, you know, and they have a rookie head coach, obviously too, and, yeah. a, rookie, and a rookie quarterback. So I think early in the season you're going to see a lot of Tevin Coleman, quite possibly. I just think there's going to be, you know, a trust level there having a a veteran guy like him, but ultimately. You know, I've been I, at first I was drafting a lot of Michael Carter in best ball. Um, and that was probably a mistake. He was going too high. But uh, uh, Ty Johnson is not going high. And he's probably, you know, if you did a home league draft within the last two weeks, he's probably just sitting out there. Um, I think Ty Johnson has some juice here. Like, I think he played ahead of Michael Carter in the preseason. And, um, He's he's not like a huge guy, but he has okay size and he's fast. Um, he you know he was a, he was a Bob Quinn draft pick and he was he a, was a former Lion. So I mean, it's really easy to sell me on guys, um, you know, guys who who leave really bad situations or just like guys who are in a situation like like Sam Darnold is the guy I'm a little bit high on because he's leaving Adam Gase and we all know what that did for Ryan Tannehill. <laughs> and like, um, a couple other guys, these guys are guys too that you, uh, everybody should be at on. Uh, Nico Collins and Donovan Peoples-Jones, I think um, were 
are being underrated. I think they, they're really good athletes and just they didn't produce at Michigan because Jim Harbaugh is a terrible coach. And <laughs> they're going to smash this year. I think Nico Collins, like the Texans aren't going to win any games, but that just means they're going to be in negative game scripts all year and they're going to be passing. He's going to be the number, number two receiver. So, and he's going, his ADP hasn't going at the way end of draft. So Nico Collins got to pick up uh, Donovan Peoples Jones is going to be the number three uh, receiver on the Browns this year. Yep. And uh, there's been a, a steady drumbeat out of camp that all the news is positive with Peoples Jones. He, you know, beat out uh, Rashad Higgins for the number three job. So there's a few guys there. Um, you know, I think it's so interesting. And Donovan Peoples Jones, I think, is, is like the perfect encapsulation of Jim Harbaugh as a bad coach. Um, because he came out of high school as like a consensus five star was like everybody was like, oh, this guy's a world beater. And then he went to college and he underperformed Cody White. And then he gets to the pros and he's like, oh, wait, no, 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 this guy might be good. And it's like, well, if he was good in high school and he wasn't good in college and then he's good in the pros, like, what's what's the outlier here? here? <laughs> Somebody find the pattern. Uh, that's <laughs> one of the problems with being in leagues with a bunch of Michigan grads as well. Is that, like everybody understands that Nico Collins isn't actually as bad as his production showed. It's just that Carbaugh doesn't know how to get balls to his receivers. When he tested uh, at the combine, he tested off the charts. Yeah, it was like stunning. It was like, man, Michigan had this guy. Yeah, and 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 the funny thing is, is that like if you if you paid attention to the like Michigan fans and Michigan like um, discourse, and obviously you know on on this podcast, like you know Angus talks about it a lot, and, and we hear about it from from us and whoever else. But people knew about this with Nico Collins. Like it was always like, why aren't we throwing the ball downfield to Nico Collins more? Like why why what are, what are we doing? And so it's it's like it's it's interesting when like college fans bitch about something and then in the pros it, it's it's borne out so like the 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 best example of that was was um like i don't know deshaun watts or actually you know what lamar jackson is a better example of a player who like college fans were like hey this guy is good y'all and nfl types were like no he's not and it's like no, no no he is it's fine um and that's what happened with donovan people's jones i think going in the sixth round of his draft you know it's like no, no no he's good it's it's just he played at michigan so like you know wasn't there some backs. like fuckery around that that he fell fell all the way to the sixth too because he was supposed to he was protected as like a third and then like one of the Michigan coaches trashed him on the way out the door or something and then he fell to, all the way down to the sixth. I mean, I, I I can tell you this: there's a certain arbitrage available there. It's like find the players that 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 coaches talk shit about and take them like two rounds too late instead of three. I, I don't, I don't know. Another guy I just thought of is um, Diami Brown. And it's kind of like a similar thing where like people are saying Sam Howell looked really bad without him. Yeah. I mean, that's, it's a good point. And, and now he's, you know, uh, he was early, early declare early breakout. You know, there's a lot of, a lot of positives uh, with Diami Brown. Uh, One of the receivers ahead of him has been injured, like the whole camp, Curtis Samuel, um, and then like, I don't know, he just kind of fits with Ryan Fitzpatrick. It just seems like Fitzpatrick is going to go to him. I, I, I think like, and it's a great way. Cause I'm not on Logan Thomas at all. So, um, I think do, it's a great you, way to kind of, do you think that Ryan Fitzpatrick ends this year with a job? Yeah, for sure. Who else would they go to? Cam Newton. <laughs> Cam Newton, unfortunately, as as was reported on this podcast months ago, Cam Newton's toast. He's done. He's bad. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I think that, that the 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 fact that I, I guess wow, I, I would have figured Washington would have gone out and got a quarterback, but they really didn't. They, the rumor is that they're gonna go get why, Cam. Why are you down on Fitzpatrick? Um, because I've watched him play for the last ten years. I yeah, like but, I, what, but what was wrong with his play like last year? Well, I, I think the problem is is that like I'm I'm assuming that that Washington wants to win games, and Ryan Fitzpatrick I think is a guy who does not win you games. I think he loses you games on like a, on an aggregate and net. Um, but if 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 the the options are Ryan Fitzpatrick, Tyler Haneke, uh, Kyle Allen, and Cam Newton, like yeah, fine. But 
but I look like I look at this roster, this Washington roster, and I don't know why we're spending this much time talking about Washington, but like I I, I don't see a lot of exciting player. Like like I'm not going to get super excited about Adam Humphreys. Well, Adam Humphreys is like one of their low end receivers. This is an offense with Antonio Gibson and Terry oh. McLaurin. That should be that should be plenty to get get you excited. I mean, they're also. I'm not super excited about Logan Thomas, but some people are, and they signed him already. I think so. They're acting like Logan Thomas is going to be a big part of the offense too. So I don't think so. But there's no reason. There's no reason to. Uh, there's no reason to doubt like Terry McLaurin and Diami Brown and Antonio Gibson. I think those guys are really exciting, and also Washington has a great defense. So I watch, mean, watch. When, when has Fitzpatrick had, you know, he's been on the Jets and the Dolphins were benching him for Tua half the time last year. So kind of throw the end of that season out. Um, I, I guess, I guess, you know, like from a, from a non, from a non-fantasy perspective, but, but actually for like a team-based perspective, Washington does have a good defense. I'm looking at it now. I didn't realize that they were as, as potentially talented as, or potentially, um, crazy as they are on the defensive line i mean young pain allen sweat is is a good group yes it's, it's great and also I, I just think in general this is a great year great off season and it's going to bear out during this season for the question of um you know team context versus quarterback wins right you know guys like matthew stafford ryan fitzpatrick um you know i'll throw you know, Sam Darnold in there too. Um, I mean, that's Sam Darnold, thank you for that comparison. They've never, I'm, I'm just saying they've never won anything significant, but they've also never been in situations like they're about to be. Stafford and Fitzpatrick have never had a defense on a running game like this. Um, and they've always just, both those guys have just kind of been trying to keep their own teams afloat and just trying to throw crap against the wall. Um, and, uh, you know, Darnold was with Adam Gase. Just throw Darnold's entire career out. If he if he stinks with McCaffrey and DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, that's one thing. But like, who cares about what happened the last couple of years? Yeah, I, I I think that that like there are a few things crueler to a young quarterback than to place him with Adam Gase. Yeah, I mean, we already we've seen, seen multiple like, examples of that at this point. I mean, Tannehill. He's been, he's been doing nothing but smashing since he left Adam Gates. Special thank you to our guests, Kevin, Ben, and Nick. You can find Nick on Twitter at Electric Snuff. You can find Ben on Twitter at BL Herald and on the internet at halfspaces.com. Apparently, you can find Kevin on the internet. He has a Twitter. He just refuses to tell us what the handle is. So if you can figure out what his burner is, uh, let us know. We'd appreciate it. Uh, you can find my co-host Greg on Twitter at MrMojoRising89, and you can find all of us, including myself, at TLS underscore N underscore TDS, where we're talking everything. Everything that comes up, we, uh, we discuss because we're just on top of the cultural zeitgeist like that. We don't have an Instagram. We're working on it. We're going to get that up and running shortly, uh, and we'll let you know when we do. A uh, special thank you to the Anchor app, as well as the Smith Workforce Management Group, for sponsoring us and paying us in breakfast tacos. And thank you to you, the listener, for all of your support and engaging with us and having fun. We do this. Uh, we couldn't do this without you, and we appreciate you. So if you could give us a like, a subscribe, five stars, wherever you get your podcasts, tell your friends, uh, we'd greatly appreciate it. And we will see you next time. Podcast Network.